All right, praise the Lord. I want you all, we're going to have a good time tonight. We heard the word of the Lord that tonight God has given us the opportunities to move for our families and to be a blessing there. Amen. So we're really excited. I have a word for you. I'm going to deal with an ancient. Now, I'm a deliverance guy, so that's what y'all going to gonna hear that. But I'm going to talk about priests and kings, and we're going to deal with kingship and priesthood. And we're going to deal with a lot of stuff in this revival because God is reforming and reshaping a lot of of what we've been now watch this even in our scholastic uh, school system we have different levels we have elementary we have middle school we have high school we have college even in a spirit realm you have the same thing because you have the first of all you have the law which is the schoolmaster right that's the elementary right then you have the elementary principles of christ that's elementary right then you have nobody don't want to say that's elementary y'all nervous why y'all nervous i'm gonna teach y'all the bible this i'm serious this is in the bible it's hebrews 6 says the elementary principles of Christ because Christ is the beginning. He's everything, but he's only the beginning of the plan that God has instituted. Did y'all catch what I just said? The Holy Spirit's moving right now. And they're not fighting on whose turn it is. Did y'all catch it? All right. So Jesus said, there are some things I cannot teach you, but when the Spirit of God comes, he will lead you and guide you in all truth. Say, middle school and high school. Then after high school, you go into college. College is the father. The father begins to counsel you. You don't just run up in there. There's different thrones. You can come to the throne of grace and get grace and mercy in your time of need, but that don't mean that's the throne of the father. Did you catch what I said? We can talk to the father, but not many of us are hearing from the father because his voice is the voice of many waters. His voice shakes the pillars of Lebanon. His... Did you catch what I said? God, but what, the reason why I'm saying this is because God is retrofitting you so that you can start having those conversations. Not to show you how far away it is, but to prepare you for what you're going to encounter. Did you catch what I just said? Now, I feel at home tonight. This is not Sunday, so I can relax. Say relax. All right, praise the Lord. I will. Um, with that being said, tonight we're going to deal with demolishing, and I need you to just follow me as much as you could. I didn't send any scriptures, but we're going to be demolishing the devil of options or the demon of options. In the body of Christ from the beginning of time, and, and the reason why I call it ancient demon because this is the same demon that was in the Garden of Eden. This is the same demon that approached Jesus. And this is the same demon we got to fight. You want to talk about a generational blessing that we have in Christ? We also have a generational curse. And that curse is this demon keeps showing up to make us choose something else. The Bible even says there's a spirit of antichrist. You know what antichrist means? It's not just against something. It's also instead of something. The Lord showed me that a lot of times, even in our church, I had to preach this message. Some of us will be convicted. Some of us will be challenged. Some of us, we will allow the fire of God to move the chaff off of our life. You know, some of you are saying, I know what God wants me to do, but I've been struggling with giving myself to that. Am I talking to somebody tonight? You say, I know what God has called me to do. You sit in a position like Paul. Paul said, why do I know what I want to do, but I just don't do it? And then for those who are, have spiritual maturity, you're going to hit that. We always hit this wall of decision. We never get out of the wall of decision. Did y'all catch what I said? You know, you have those moments where God allows things to happen to you to see if you still agree to the terms of the contract. Are y'all ready to have some church tonight? Sometimes God will.
will let stuff happen in your life to see if you still agree, Joe, to the contract. Tonight we're going to talk about dealing with the demon of options and as you all come to the altar what's going to happen is God is going to reboot your gift. He's going to reboot your anointing. He's going to reboot your prayer life. Okay, let me explain that in computer terms. When you got a bug in the system, what you do? Refresh. I feel like preaching. What do you do? You refresh or you restart or reboot. Why? Because it causes you to go into what was already in your program. Some of y'all need to be rebooted say I need to be rebooted now I'm not talking at you I'm talking to the thing that's blocking you from getting to where you need to be did you catch what I said hallelujah now now some of y'all might say well what, what, what gives him the permission I know Apostle Kyle brought him here how can he talk like this this dude is crazy okay let me tell you what's going on. let me tell you my life I had to be rebooted I was saved at 12 Got caught up in crime and drugs and addiction and I, you know, you know, you know, you name it, you know, so-and-so. Right? And I don't want to do the boastimony, okay, but I do got a deep story, make you cry, make you weep, make you go, oh, man. Right? But we don't want to do that because the real testimony is how I've been walking after Jesus. Y'all ain't ready to have no church. What's been happening after the presence of God hit your life? Tell me what you're going to do with Jesus. That's what I... The Bible says the testimony of God is that we have Jesus. Come on here. That's the real testimony. The other one was the devil's, the devil's, the end of the chapter of the devil's book. Did y'all, y'all catch that, right? We share that more than we share the gospel. Oh, Apostle, let me, you got a wall in here. I like preaching to the wall because sometimes people might get upset with what I'm going to say. I'm going to look at the sign and preach this way. Tonight, we're going to deal with the demon of options. Say the demon of options. Now, the demon of options is a very tricky demon because in the book of James, James chapter 1, James chapter 1, verse 5 through 8. James chapter 1, verse 5 through 8. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then I got another scripture here. I didn't went to Apostle's scripture. He did real good on that Esther. Do y'all believe the word of the Lord? Yeah. Y'all believe the word of the Lord? Yeah. That is definitely the season. That if you get in, you get all the way in, you ain't going to have to worry about what your kids get. Some of y'all ain't going to have to teach your kids to pray because they're going to catch the spirit of prayer off you. They're going to catch the spirit of worship off you. Did you catch what I said? Peter walked and his shadow. Uh-oh. 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 Y'all, y'all need to understand where God is going to take you. And it, it may not even you. It, not, it may not even be from your words or from your actions. It'll be from your presence. Yeah. A part of dom- dominion is being able to tame animals. That means when you step up and the dog is going, and you step in a room, they already know what time it is. You know what dominion is, right? When you walk in the room, the doctor, and you stick your hand down. That's dominion because you didn't say nothing. You just walked in and looked at the dog like, if you bite me, I'm crazy enough to bite you back. They might catch me viral. They say, Pastor Choose Dog. He got rabies. I'll be sitting in Facebook because you put everything on Facebook. I'm getting shots. 21 of them. 
And every time you start rebuking the congregation, they say he got rabies. <laughs> Y'all play too much. Okay. So James chapter 1, verse 5, it says, You need wisdom. Ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. Continue. But when you ask him, be sure. Say, be sure. That your faith is in him, in God alone. Do not waver. Say, do not waver. For a person with divided loyalty. Oh, I love that. Say, divided loyalty. Is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed to and fro. Verse, verse, verse 7. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Stay right there. So when you're caught by the demon of options, he doesn't let you stay settled on the decision that you said you were going to do for God because your decision has a reward and you won't get the reward if you keep vacillating in between the decision. So the devil says, I can't stop them from growing, so I'll stop them from expecting to receive anything that they believe that God showed them. And if you can't expect nothing, then hope is gone. Now we know the Bible says that faith, hope, and love remain. Faith, love, and hope remain. These three things remain. But the issue is, apostle, hope that doesn't come creates broken hearts. Proverbs says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. So now we love Jesus and we're loyal, but we're sick. So we're praying, but now we don't pray in faith anymore. We're worshiping, but we're worshiping not expecting anything to come out of the heavens. No, y'all already had no church tonight. Tonight we're going to deal with the demon of options. Because by the time I'm done, you're going to realize we as Christians should not have any options. Our only option is Jesus. Our only option is the Holy Ghost. All right, all right, all right. All right, I need y'all to calm down for a second. We're going to get there. We're coming to church in a minute. We're coming to church in a minute. We're only in the building. Give me one second. We're only in the building. Give me one second. So this double-minded spirit, the job is to drop your expectancy. It will let you have faith. It will let you believe, but the belief is no longer of your heart. It's of your mind. It will drop everything out of your heart. So now you can see what God wants to do, but you don't have a conviction to get in position for what God really wants to happen. Is this good? Now watch this. Some of y'all getting healed from the teaching. Talk about, say, renew my mind. I say a lot of stuff. I'm going to say some stuff. I'm going to say some stuff that you're going to be like, oh, and then it's going to go, oh, that makes sense. Say, renew my mind. Can we continue? Go to verse 8. I'm going I'm to deal with this spirit. I'm going to deal with this devil because he's not going to hinder you any longer. The minute our church got this, everybody and their mama start serving. You had folks getting up out of graves. Oh, snap. I got a decision to make. Okay, only two people got that. Not really dead, guys. People who were asleep. The Bible said, Jesus said, they're not, she not, she not dead. She only sleeping. We know death and sleep are the same thing. You know, I'm talking about Christians that are sleeping. 
Hallelujah. All right. So it says their, their loyalty is divided between who? God and the what? The loyalty is divided between who? And they are unstable in everything they do. This is where you get burnout. When you got the demon of options, you can get burned out. You know why? Because while you're doing it, you're saying, I could be doing something else. This demon is so tricky that God can call you to a church to serve and submit. And the minute you see something on social media, you're like, oh, they prophesied my whole life. I got options. They prophesied to you, but they didn't call you. They can't set you. They can't commission you. They can't anoint you, but they can prophesy over you. Oh, y'all don't like this teaching during the Reformation. Huh? Say, reform me. Oh, we being reshaped tonight. The word double-minded is, is dipsucho, okay? And it has two words, dis, D-I-S, as in two, or die, as in two. Watch this, division. If you look at the word division, if you look at the word di divided, D-I means two. Vided is vision, or vide in the Latin is vision. So that means you got a lazy eye. You like Leah, we looking over here like, what's up? And I'm not coming against nobody. We can pray and get you healed or whatever. I'm not, I'm just using illustration. Don't get mad at me, I'm using illustration, okay? I'll talk about myself too. All right? Now the point is, is you don't know when they talking to you, like which side, right? Which side, okay? And I'm talking about Leah. No, they said Leah had this issue, right? But what I'm saying is we have two visions. Or, you know when you get something in your eye and it gets blurry? Even when it gets blurry, you got good eyes, but it gets blurry. Okay? What happens is you, you can't see as clearly, you can't focus in, you have double vision. Does that make sense? All right. Now, the word dis means twice, and the word suke means soul. So, this spirit tries to replicate like your cells. You know how your cells split from one, they split to two, and they split the split the floor and then okay this is what it tries to do with your soul it tries to compartmentalize your soul so now God don't know which one's praying he does know he knows all things but I'm just giving y'all kind of he don't know where to drop like who I'm gonna drop this on who gonna drive this car because we know God doesn't waste resources. We know God is a wise God and he doesn't bless flesh or sin. He eradicates it. God does not give grace to the prideful. He gives grace to the humble. So you got two souls in here. And we know the decisions that we make for Christ. We know the lifestyle that Christ calls us to, but we still vacillate. We allow emotions and desires and thought processes, even from stuff we were taught that wasn't even biblical. Did y'all catch what I just said? This word means double-minded. It means doubtful. It means having two souls. Such a person suffers from divided loyalty. On one hand, he wishes to maintain a religious confession and desires the presence of God in their life. And on the other hand, he loves the way of the world and prefers to live according more to its ethics and lust. Are y'all listening to me? I'm going to say something. Free will is the greatest gift or it's the strongest hindrance in the kingdom saint. The fact that we have Christian loyalties 
is, is what actually takes the fire of God away. Because there's a difference between the permissible will and the perfect will. And what if I told you 95% of the church is in the permissible will? Because God will bless you in success in, in, with success. Let me explain. Joshua said, Lord, stop the sun. Now we know the sun don't rotate around the earth. We know the earth rotate around the sun. But God stopped the sun even though he knew, he knew what Joshua meant to say. And some of us are successful in what we thought we said, but God knew what we meant to say. We weren't doing it right, but we said something and God was... So we stay right here. I'm going to bake my chicken like this because this is how mama baked it. Well, your mama ripped the chicken in half and seasoned both sides and threw one side in at a time because the oven was too small. It wasn't because it was the right way. Are y'all ready to have church tonight? Say I'm being reformed. Say, God, I want the right way. Are we going to get there in a minute? Matthew tells us in Matthew 7, verse 13 through 14, and I thank you guys so much. He says, enter ye into the straight gate, for the for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and many there go by which that way. He said, but the straight gate is the narrow way which leadeth to light, and few find it. Do you know, as a Christian, we have got to fight to enter in? Okay. Let me give you the scripture. He just said, few find it. He didn't say everybody who confessed. Yeah, I'm, I'm, ta I'm talking real good. The reason why I'm talking like this is because we don't have time. We got to make the decision now. You got to get in position now. Do you see the government? Do you see what's going on? We got to get in position now. We got to make disciples now. We say, I want a whole lot of power. Why? So we can come to church and perform? My waiter needs me. The store clerk needs me. Man, I'm ministering the whole time I've been here. I'm praying and prophesying. Come on, that's what I do. You put me somewhere. If, you, if I'm going to pay you my money to eat, you're going to receive my Jesus. That's what's going to happen up in here. I'm going to pray. I'm going to prophesy. I'm going to do everything. You're going to get in my face. My anointing don't just work at church. I'm not built that way. Say, I'm not built that way. I'm not just comfortable being around Christians. I'm comfortable being in the world. Ah, oh, y'all ain't ready to have no church. Look, God, we're we going to get there in a minute, apostle. Now, he brought me now. So if y'all don't like me, y'all look at him. Y'all got to smile at me, but y'all got to look at him with the side eye. All right. Now, Jesus said, the road is narrow that leads to life and few find it. The purposeful life has few to no options. Say few to no options. Now, you're going to have a few choices to make as you're moving in the perfect will of God. You want to know why? Because God's going to refine it down. With Moses, Moses tried to do it with all the wisdom of the Egyptians, all the wisdom and everything he learned, all the money he had. He said, I know I'm born to be a deliverer and I'm going to do it with everything I got. Can I tell you the truth? The more you mature in the things of God, the skinnier you get. God will begin to pull stuff back to refine you. And the closer you get, the less you have. 
Jesus started with 70 plus a 12. And all he had at the cross was a two-piece. Mary and John. Oh, three-piece. And the other Mary. Did y'all catch what I said? They don't even get me started with Gideon. That brother like, oh, I got all that. I got thousands. Woo. We gonna do this thing. God said, let all the fearful go home. 10,000. Oh, snap. Come on, leader. If you're a leader, you know what I'm talking about. We be like, yeah, you got like, you got like 500 people. Yeah, let's start a church. The minute you start, come on, everybody, let's pray. Man, you know Jesus, his people didn't even pray. He said, let's have an hour of prayer. They like this. Eatable kasha. Jesus come back like, hey, y'all not praying, man. Y'all need to pray for an hour. I'm over here. I'm pleading with the Father. I need y'all to intercede. And let me explain something. The whole time they interceded, God never changed his mind. Intercession is not to change God's mind. It's to change yours. You can't pump God. You can't pump God. You can't push God. God push. Come on. Ooh, this is going to get real good. Come on here. Now in the Garden of Eden, let's talk about this spirit all the way in the Garden. We saw James, what it tries to do, what, it, what the impact it tries to have. Let's go to the Garden. The Bible says there were two trees. There were two trees. I don't have a scripture here. I'm just going to explain it because we're going to hurry up. The Garden of Eden had two trees that impact life. One represents life impacted by knowledge and the other represents life impacted by intimacy. Sometimes your knowledge will evacuate your intimacy. Sometimes we know so much and we know what to do, but we just don't do it because we know what we know. Did you catch what I just said? We. But when you want to be intimate with God, the Bible says you must become as a child. Because you know what children do? They, they say yes to everything. We're we going to be here in a minute. I'm going to explain how the spirit be coming after y'all. Y'all ready? And then y'all going to the, gonna come to the altar if I can prove it? Y'all going to come to the altar if I can prove it? Y'all ready? Some of y'all ready to jump up here right now? <laughs> I'm done with this devil. <laughs> I'm done with this devil. I want my fire back. The reason why Elijah ran from Jezebel was because of this demon. He thought he had options. And he ran. He didn't have no options. God never told you to kill those prophets. He wanted to convert them. Those prophets belonged to God. Jezebel inherited them by marrying Ahab. Y'all ain't ready to have no church today. Good God. Almighty. Revelation says she teaches and seduces my prophets, my servants. She ain't got none. She comes after us. Is this good? If this good, then give God some praise. Somebody shout, I'm coming out. And I'm going to support that decision. Some of y'all like, I need oil laid on me. No, you know, you need to make a decision. I need another word from the Lord. No, you don't. You need to follow that decision. 
God already gave you the washes. God would not tell Abraham anything else. Let me, let me talk about Abraham. Good God Almighty, this is some good stuff. Do you know the principle of revelation is God is not going to give you any more until you occupy, understand, or fulfill the first revelation he gave you? Now, Abraham had received the word. We thought it was Genesis 12 that God spoke to him, but that's not true. That was in Haran. Abraham got spoken to in Genesis 11:32, and Terah heard the word of the Lord. Terah, which is his daddy, God told him, leave all your family. The dad said, let me take you. Let me explain something to you. Some of us don't make the decision because we're looking to somebody else to make the decision or carry out the prophetic work. We're letting other people do the job that God called us. Y'all ain't ready to have no church. We're letting other people take the fire that we're supposed to have. Is this good stuff? Now watch this. The daddy said, come on, I'm going to take the whole family. Well, how are you going to take the whole family? You ain't supposed to go. So then God in, in Genesis 12 tells him again, go into a land, leave your family, leave them. And some of us today, we would break down on that. But can I tell you right now, I am the premier, the spiritual guy that all of my family comes to because I had to forsake my family, go after Jesus so that he can bless me to come back. Let me, let me get another one. Moses had to leave his family, get sent up in a boat to go to Pharaoh's house to be developed, to be equipped, to come back, to be called, and to go back after his family. Sometimes you're going to have some distance so that you can have some preparation so that you can bring back some purpose to your family. Now you understand why Jesus said, if you love your mother, your father, your brother, your sister more than me, you're not ready or worthy of me. Hallelujah. Y'all ready to have some church? I think we almost there. Give me one more minute. Okay, now. Abraham and Eve ran away. They ran away from proper covering. From the shadow of the Almighty, they ran, and they ran to a knowledgeable tree because the devil said, you got options. Now, here's the crazy part about the decisions that we don't make. The devil usually tempts you with something that God already wants you to have. He just makes it look like you ain't got it and you still need it. That's why I said, I'm not coming to put anything extra on you. I'm coming to extract the dirt. I'm a gold digger. I'll pull all your dirt out the way. I'm a straight gold digger. I'll pull all that dirt out the way. I don't care where, how you come to my church. I don't care how you come to the ministry. We're going to get you delivered. We're going to get you healed. We're going to get you equipped. And that's the same thing in this house. Y'all ready? God gave access to one tree and not the other. You might say, why did God put two trees there? Why? Because true love is birthed by choice. God wants you to choose him. And y'all know true love is birthed by choice because emotions don't even be there. Sometimes you love somebody and you ain't getting no love back. Let me talk to this side over here because the baby looked like she ready to leave church. I love you. Now she get, let's see, the anointing's moving. Watch this. Satan took over the kingdom by presenting Eve with options. And the option was, you can eat this tree and you can be like God. You don't have to worry about growing in God. You can go after God another way. Eve was already created in God and God in her. 
Are y'all understanding what I'm saying now? The first part of your decision is you need to stay right here where you're called. Say that with me. Say, I'm going to stay where I'm called. You don't run when times get hard. You don't run when things get shaky. You don't run. You don't get upset. You don't get offended. You don't get messed up. You say, I've made a decision to stand right here and to be with the man and the woman of God and do what God called. Watch this. Because I'm going to share something with you. There are two things that move the spirit realm with God. That's timing and location. God will only send power and equipping based on those two principles. That's why Pentecost had to be in the upper room. And it had to be Pente. It had to be 50 days. So it was time and location. When Jesus came in on the donkey, timing and location at Passover, he had to enter Jerusalem. Come on, God. Are y'all listening to what I'm saying? So when you're called to dominion, guess what? There is a specialized anointing right here. And if you got a different ministry you go to that you're visiting from somewhere else, there's a specialized anointing in that place that is waiting on you. It's your destiny. Because the minute you step in there, like Jacob, the minute he fell asleep, he fell asleep at the right place and he woke up and said, God is here. Well, how come God wasn't in the last place? Because it was the right time for Jacob, but it was the wrong place. Some of y'all are frustrated because it's the right time, but you're in the wrong place. Now, let me explain. You are in the right place as in the church, but in your spirit, you're not in the right place. I know I'm talking good. You better give God some praise. Say, God, move my spirit to the right place. Offense will have you take off. 70 left Jesus because they got offended. They left in their spirit. They took the anointing with them. Hallelujah. This is going to get real good. Don't worry about nothing. I'm almost there. You can't be persuaded when there are no options. That's why Paul said... I am persuaded that nothing will separate me and he starts to list everything because he said the devil tried to bring all of these as a decision to say you think that will stop the love of God absolutely not so we're persuaded in that but we got to be persuaded in our calling now you want to know the highest form of worship in relation to your ministry it's becoming a slave. Oh, only two people, only two people got that. Because y'all y'all like singing, I am a friend of God. That's why, huh? Y'all like singing, I am a friend of God. Jesus came as a son who serves and a servant of all. You say, I know who I am, I know who I am, but you ain't serving. You're not giving, you don't want to do. And I know this is a heavy word because I'm an apostle. I got to do it. Listen, I got to do it this way. So on the back end, we can just run for the heavens, right? Because right now, there's a decision that some of y'all need to make. So that you don't have to keep going from revival to revival to revival to activation to activation to activation. You can say, I am activated. Did y'all catch that? Hallelujah. Now watch this. Apostle Peter wasn't convinced. So when the devil 
asked to sift him as wheat, Jesus said, I'm going to let it happen because he needs to be converted. Now, the word converted also is connected to the word convinced. Peter wasn't convinced. He thought he had options. So the devil was allowed to speak in his heart. The Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth what? So Peter spoke some words, didn't he? He said, you will not go to the cross. So that means, that tells me right now that in his heart, Satan was there while he was walking with Jesus. Probably saying, hallelujah. Worshiping, hallelujah, we worship you, God. Worship is, listen man, if you're a worshiper, you already know how Lucifer got down. You got to make a decision. Lucifer thought he had options. Y'all ain't ready to have no church tonight. Good God Almighty. Somebody, y'all ready to make that decision? Now watch this. I'm not telling you clearly what it is because you already know what the Holy Spirit told you. And by you making this decision, guess what? Your whole house going to come in order. The, everything's going to come in order. Everything that you expected will go just like it. It took one decision. And the Lord did that to me. He said, Jason, I was getting ready to commit suicide. I found out my mom died. I'm sitting in prison. Well, I'm on my way to prison because, you know, I had a drug addiction. I didn't do nothing crazy, so y'all don't have to worry about grabbing your kids and your purses and stuff, you know. I'm good. I didn't hurt people. Right? I said I didn't hurt people. No, I'm just kidding. But the point is, is this. I'm on my way to prison. And I'm sitting in a cell. And the Lord had to deliver me from the demon of options. Because I thought I had an option to die. I was going to commit suicide. And in the middle of the suicide attempt, after they got done counting all the prisoners, I said, oh, this is the perfect time. My mom died. She was the only one wanting me to be a man of God. And I failed her. I failed my family. And I failed my community. I said, I'm done. So I thought I had options. I said, I'm going to take, I'm going to end it. And while I'm tearing my stuff, I'm getting ready. I'm going to jump off a two-story balcony. I tied my stuff. I'm ready. They did their count. I'm like, okay, it's time to go. I'm going to jump. And right when I'm getting ready, the Lord goes, now that everyone's gone, what do you want to do? And I knew it was the Lord. It wasn't my conscience. It wasn't my, oh, my mind, like a thought in my mind or something coming from my heart. No, it was the voice of the Lord. And I said, Lord, I want to follow you. From 2003, I've been following God even to this day. No scandals, no past scandals, no mid scandals, no future scandals. Fire in my heart and authority in my life. And I love the Lord for that. Amen. You got to make that decision. And I went from not going to school to getting my GED, now having two doctorates, running a Bible college fully accredited international ministry traveling around the world preaching and all because God said you ain't got no options you my servant you're going to do what I tell you to do you're going to sit down when I tell you to sit down you're going to get up when I tell you to get up you're going to say what I tell you to say you're going to see what I tell you to see and you're going to go exactly what I tell you to do and you're not going watch this did we set any prices to come here you want to know why because the minute you put a price on coming here, because people be like, oh, you're honorarium. The minute you put a price on it, you know what happens? That's all the presence of God they can get. But when there ain't no price, the price goes to the blood. 
and the ministry becomes invaluable so you can release big doses. Y'all ain't ready to have no church. Y'all almost there. Praise the Lord. I need y'all to smile a little bit. Goodness. I thought y'all apostle was preaching like this. I see him on Facebook. They're like, yeah, but he stay here with us. You finna leave. Amen. <laughs> so watch this. Peter was, was sifted by Satan and God allowed that to happen because Peter was not convinced. Did y'all catch that in the scripture? He said, he said, I have prayed for you. He said, the devil's asked to sift you as wheat. He said, but I have prayed for you. And he said, but when you are converted or and or you are convinced, go and strengthen your brothers. So he said, you will outlast the devil when you make a decision. Spiritual warfare hits a different note when you made your decision. Because now you realize that persecution is about purpose. It's not about me. Did you catch what I just said? You realize that suffering now becomes a schoolmaster and it's not something that's happening to you, but it's something that is forming you. Somebody say, I'm being reformed and I'm going to make my decision. I'm almost there. Give me, give me two more minutes. Can I have two more minutes? Is this good? Now the Bible says in Deuteronomy 30, verse 19, he said, I call heaven and earth to record this day. Now heaven and earth is watching when you're going to make the decision. On Mount Gerizim and Mount Ebal, look what he said. This day I call heaven and earth as witnesses. That means all of creation is eagerly awaiting the revealing of the sons and daughters of God. But that only happens once you made your decision. Okay, let me bring it, let me bring it right here. Look what he said. Oh, it's right here. This day I call heaven and earth as a witness against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose what? So God cut off the option. It looked like he's presenting options, but he... Okay, we'll get it on this side. Right here he says choose life. It looks like sometimes that God is giving you options. But remember, true love is birthed by choice. And if you're really looking at it, God is saying, hey, you could do that, but don't do that. Many of us fall to that. You know why? Because we'd be like, oh, I want the new job. Uh-oh, I'm coming for somebody. I want the new job. And you get the new job, but you ain't got no, you can't be in church now. You're getting more pay, but you're less faithful. God bless me. I can take care of my house. Yeah, but Haggai rebuked people for taking care of their own house and not taking care of the Lord's. He said, consider your ways. You need to make sure you're focused on the things of God more than you're focused on the things of man. And the minute he rebuked Peter, he said, get behind me, Satan, for you are not mindful of the things of God. You're mindful of the things of man. So the goal of this demon is to get us off of God and put us on man. And woman too. Because I hate when people say, you don't trust God and not man. Well, women too. We all acting up. Okay, let us continue. Joshua had the same issue. Joshua 24, 14 through 15. He says, now therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth. Sincerity and truth is very important when we're serving God. 
When you make a decision, because watch this, when you have not made a decision, you could be sincere, but you're not moving in the truth. Because the truth of the matter is you don't want to do it. Did y'all catch that? And then we start having these testimonies. I served the Lord, but I didn't feel like it though, but I served the Lord. Well, then we don't want that service, please. Can you imagine a waiter coming over, slapping your plate on them? I didn't feel like dropping, I didn't feel like, but I'm done. You gonna get a TIP. And the TIP is, please get away from me. Send somebody else over here. Did you catch what I just said? Look at what happened with Joshua here. Joshua said, now, therefore, he said, but if, it's, if, if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, oh, y'all didn't went all the way back. Here. If serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day. Say this day. Look what he says. He's cutting off options. Y'all see this? Do y'all see this? Now, do you see that the time that you've been saved, this is why strongholds remain in the body of Christ. And we're going to get free today. Y'all ready? Let's talk about strongholds. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And then we're going to be out of here. Because strongholds actually block us from having the right mind to make the right decision. Because watch this, behind the decision, that's your anointing. Behind that decision, that's your healing. Behind that decision, that's your deliverance. Why? Because the Bible says renew your mind. And when a mind is renewed, it gets what? Transformation. Why? Because it can make decisions. A renewed mind allows you to make the right decision. Watch this. Even your discernment is affected when you have a double mind. You got two levels of understanding. You got the wisdom of man and the wisdom of God. Are you guys understanding this? Say, today it ends. Because listen, when you say yes, you've got to burn the bridge on your no. Some of us still got the no in our backpack, just in case. We're serving the Lord, and we be like, I can stop it any minute. I know, because I've said it. I'll be like, I'll be the best member of somebody else's church. I ain't got to pass them nothing. They never got to worry about me. I'll tithe, I'll pray, I'll worship right from the back. Somebody come to me, I can release the healing, they'll get healed, and I'll move out the way. And I'll go, to God be the glory. I'm nothing. He's everything. And we do that. But the truth of the matter is, you are something. Otherwise, Jesus would not have come for you, and he would not pay the blood. He would not pay the price. That's false humility. That's false humility. You are something because he stepped down out of heaven, unrobed himself for you. That's false humility. Somebody say, set order, apostle. We're going to have fun. Y'all good? Everybody good? Y'all feel fired up? Y'all ready? Now y'all understand, you're going to make a decision tonight, right? And that decision is, man, I'm not going to let the devil push me around no more. This is not that scene. Watch this. What you really need to do is make a decision against the enemy you're sleeping with. That's the flesh. I didn't talk about the other stuff. If you're doing that, you better cut that out too. <laughs> Come on here. Amen. The Bible says run from it. A man of God can see. I can see. I have eyes. I can see. All right. Now watch this. Here we go. No, give me um, verse four. 
Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate y'all. On the fly. You guys are amazing. Give the Lord a hand praise for them. They're amazing. So tonight, then we're going to have the musician come up and just give us a little bit of melody. Thank you so much. That's Brooke, right? Man, I appreciate you so much, Brooke. Thank you so much, man, in the back for allowing your wife to come and be a blessing. He looked very comfortable. Oh, that's her brother? Oh, I saw him on the Facebook. That's your brother? Oh, okay. You too comfortable, bro. No, I'm just kidding. I'm messing with you. Come on. They like Apostle can't see. He said he had eyes. He ain't got eyes now. Oh, no, I got eyes. But I just pulled a Samuel. You and Samuel walk in. This surely has got to be the king. No, this has surely got to be the king. I can just imagine. If he was teaching a prophetic master class, we would all be in trouble. But the truth is, is Samuel had a filter because he was using Saul as a template. And I want to talk to prophetic people. You got to be careful when you want to prophesy based on your denomination or based on your own culture. You've got to allow the Holy Spirit to give you his vocabulary. What Samuel did was he loved Saul because Saul was beautiful. So he started looking at beauty, vanity. The prophetic can go sideways when you're trying to make a word happen instead of receiving a word to release what God is saying is going to happen. So tonight I want you to look at the weapons we fight. They're not weapons of the world. On contrary, you have divine power. Say divine power to demolish strongholds. So on Sunday when I came in here, I was preaching a few times and I was going in and I kept feeling the presence of God vacillating a little bit. And many of you, I felt it a few times in worship. You could feel the presence of God like, come, like I want to come in, but he comes to a certain level and he stays right there. And I believe that what God wants to do, he wants the whole one mind, one accord because that's how the move of Pentecost happened. It was one mind, one accord. And that means everybody in here has to make a decision for Dominion Church. Not just to be loyal, because some of us are loyal, but we're disconnected. We could be loyal and disconnected. We could show up to church because that's the right thing to do. This is the Bible Belt. Y'all know that, right? This is the Bible Belt. In California, they just don't show up. They have selfies out on the boat. I'll see you later, Pastor. Y'all know how I be? I be on the back of the boat on the ski thing. Like, you better get to church. Turn this thing around. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm that type of I'm that type of pastor. I get in the inbox. What you doing, man? Posting that on Facebook. Do you know you are a man of God? And the way I do it, I, I show them who they are so they can see what they're doing is so small. When you expose eternity to people, then they realize their problems aren't that big. They realize where they are. It's not. You got to keep setting your eyes on him. Set your mind on him. Your affections on him. Somebody shout I'm making a decision. Look what it says. We have divine power. To demolish strongholds. Give me the next verse. To demolish arguments. Arguments. What arguments? Jesus said, my sheep will hear my voice and not the voice of another. So you already know in your spiritual walk, you're hearing from God, but you're also hearing another voice. 
What is the argument? The argument is the second voice trying to deny the first voice. It's usually God who speaks to you first. So you come in, you be like, I'm going to give a big offering. And then all of a sudden, the reasonings come in. Edison, Honda, Toyota, Chevy, T-Mobile. Come on here. Or you say, I'm going to really serve God. And then they say, hey, you got to try out for the worship team. Oh, I got to try. I don't got to. I can sign. I want to do offering. I want to preach. You know, they turn into Michael Jackson. Why you got to? Why you got to? Why you got to? You know how they do. We want you to clean the restroom. I ain't no plumber. I'm not anointed to do that. I'm not called. Call Rotorooter. Right? I'm funny too, right? I am a, I'm a, I'm a Christian Kevin Hart. I, I didn't come to just... I, when I give you heavy messages, I got to make you feel good. I got to make you receive it, right? I believe what the Spirit of the Lord wants to do, look at what it says. He wants you to demolish the arguments. You know what the argument is? The argument happens because the spirit lusts against the flesh. The carnal mind against the spiritual mind. So that you don't do what you wish. God is getting ready to shift the wishes and the desires tonight because as we continue to move forward, I'm going to take you level by level by level by level by level. And I guarantee you, if you listen to the scriptures, if you'll pay attention to what's happening, God will allow you to go into the, the place that you always know that you decree. See, here's the thing. We have perfected announcing with our mouths, but we have not captured access with our lives. God sent me here to cause the two to run parallel. Because the Bible says, he said, you honor me with your lips, but your heart is far from me. And I don't want you to just have the outer presence of God, right, Brooke? We don't want them to just have the outer presence of God. But you should have being strengthened in your inner man by his spirit. You should have internal presence. God doesn't want to just give you two hours of, oh, I got the chills. And now I got problems. I got to leave home and I don't know what to do with this. I don't have the faith because I'm double-minded and I think I have options and I really don't have options at all. And my expectancy is not going to release anything from heaven at this moment. God sent me all the way here because he's going to deal with our stronghold. And I say our because you go from stronghold to stronghold. You bust them out daily because guess what? Righteousness is not just one level. It's many levels. That's why Paul got to one level in righteousness and he said, I'm going to forsake it all for Christ. I'm going to forget it all that I may know him. Wait a second. You know him, bro. He appeared to you. Say levels. So the righteousness that I know may not be the righteousness you know, but when we sit down and talk, you'll realize who has more righteousness because righteousness is in levels. Jesus said, unless you exceed the righteousness of the Pharisees, righteousness has levels. 
Tonight, God is going to break the limits. He's going to renew your mind, reshape you, and you're going to feel power in your fingertips. Some of you are feeling the presence of God right now. You're going to feel power moving through your fingertips, your, your body. God's going to pulsate you. Why? Because this is the season of invitation. God is bringing us back in to where we belong. We're, watch this. We've been celebrating, but we've been in the outer courts. You know why? Because the world has more influence over us than we do over the world. Why? Because the world can come into the outer courts. The Gentiles can come in with the Jews. Y'all ain't ready to have no church today. We don't know who's making the decision, but God is saying, come closer. Come past the altar. You already got saved. Come in here and eat some bread. Come in here and light the candles. Come in here and give me some prayer. Come before the altar of incense. And here's the awesome part about it. Once you get into that place, the veil is already ripped. The glory is easy to approach because the veil is ripped. And the Lord told me, he said, when the veil ripped, he said, the furniture never moved. So the veil separated the ark where they couldn't see it. So the veil was ripped, but the furniture wasn't moved. It's easy to see the glory now. When you're inside. That comes by our decision. I want you all to stand to your feet. You're already in revival. You're already in revival. You're already in revival. You are already in revival. You are not, you are not dead. You are not dead. You're not dead. You just got to reshape. And here's the crazy part. Even in my church, when I'm ministering to my church, sometimes our trajectory can go a certain way. It can go a certain way. You know, a plane, one inch, apostle, from, from California, one inch in one direction. I could have got here to Charlotte or I could have went up to Canada. By one inch. And that's all it takes is one moment, one decision, one emotion to switch your trajectory. Jonah knows very well about this. He knew what God wanted. He knew the power of God. He knew he carried revival. And he said, I just don't want to give it to them. So he changed his trajectory. He said, I'm going this way. Now I don't know about you. I don't know. I just don't know about that. I'm glad God shows his mercy with Jonah. But I just don't know about that. If God responds or he says something, I want to make sure I'm the quickest one to get on it. And I'm the one who's going to stay there from the beginning. I'm going to stay there to the end of work. Whether I get one denari, a two denari, you want to be the one who stays on the job. And you want to be counted faithful. Now watch this. Tonight, God told you something. He told you something concerning this church, concerning your life, concerning you. You got to make that decision. Remember one time I wanted to get rid of cigarettes. I worked so hard. I had cigarettes on my mind. And cigarettes is not the perfect will of God, okay? Just like tattoos are not the perfect will of God. But we go after the perfect will of God. Now, you can have it. It's permissible. Like, if you want to do that, amen. But I'm just telling you my story. God wanted me to get rid of that. And so when I decided to get rid of it, he said, you got to make a decision. But he said, you got to go in your, and I'm crying. You know why I'm crying? Because a Muslim guy, I'm working out on the yard with killers in prison. A Muslim guy, he looks at me and I'm handing him the cigarette because we would smoke cigarettes while we working out. 
We working out, Jamie. We working out. We, we getting buff. Arms are swollen with bee pollen. Somebody rubbed bee pollen on my arm. We were swollen. And we smoking cigarettes. And I hand this Islam guy this cigarette. And you know what he says? No, nah, I don't do that no more. Allah won't let me. And the Holy Spirit said, now this is when God, when God really talks to you, he tell you real truth. He don't tell you that fluffy unicorn, Disneyland, go on a roller coaster. If anybody can hear from God, I want you to open up your mouth and begin to bless him. Because God will tell you the truth. He won't lie to you. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And I've heard a lot of hard things from God, but they have made my life better. They have made me stronger. They have caused me to last the test of time, the test of trials and troubles. This Islam dude gonna say Allah. And the Lord goes, Jason, how is it that him having a part of truth can break it, but you having all of me and the whole truth. Now, I'm not trying to come after nobody. I'm just talking my story. I'm telling my story. And the Lord told me, he said, what do you want to do? Do you know I cried? I'm a big old, now I'm not big now because I had some kids. We got married and with each kid I gained about 10 pounds. This is not from eating here. Even though food was good. Are you guys enjoying? Is everybody good? Uh, so then I run through the yard. I'm running through the yard. I run past the seals and they're like, he crying. So they probably thought I got beat up or I got jumped. Or kinda, <laughs> but I'm running in my room and I'm crying. I get up in my room and I take all my cigarettes and I throw them in the toilet. All my tobacco, everything. And now, you know, once you do that, you can't go out and just buy some more. Like, yo, I'm going to go to the store, open the gate. I will be right back. What you want? I'll get you some. It's not like you can do, it's not like I'm in prison. I'm in Folsom. I'm where Johnny Cash had. I, I was in his cell block. I was in D5. And I said, I wonder how he felt looking at these walls. No wonder he made music like that. And I'm saying this to say, when I crumbled everything up, I made a decision. And then when I got out, got in men's home, the cigarettes tried to come back to me. And then the Lord convicted me again. And can I say something? When you make this decision, the enemy may come back again. But it's your conviction that will keep you in the perfect will of God. And, and Christians, we got, watch this, how do we know the Holy Spirit? But we don't embrace conviction. God is restoring conviction to us. This is how we know we're in God. This is how we know the Father loves us because he chastens us. Now I'm going to speak a lot of great things and we're going to prophesy some good stuff. But tonight we got to get this out of the way. This has to be dealt with. We've got to make our decision. Are you ready? 
So, Father, in the name of Jesus, under the sound of my voice, everyone who is here under the sound of my voice, Father, all of those who are watching online under the sound of my voice, Father, they have heard today that you're ready to demolish the demon of options. There's only one way, there's only one God, there's only one purpose, there's only one destiny, there's only one Lord, there's only one baptism. Come on, there is no other option. And Lord, we come to you this evening. In this season of reformation, reforming, reshaping. God, we're reshaping our lives. We're saying tonight that we declare that our lives will be focused. We will have precision, Lord. God, we ask you to forgive us and we repent of allowing just Christian liberties and allowing certain decisions to persuade us from having fire and passion to serve you. God, you ask for a fervent spirit. You ask for a good conscience and unwaning faith. Father, we are here to present it now. But we ask, Father, from the decisions we made, the attachments we have, the connections we have, God, we ask you to sever every tie. We ask you to cut everything that has become a weight and a sin unto us. You said, let us run breaking free of every weight and every sin that so easily besets us. God, cut the weight this evening. We thank you for the fresh oil that's running over the top of our heads. We thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit that's moving right now. God, we thank you for the whirlwind that's taking place right now in our homes, in our marriages, in our lives, in our hearts, in our spirit. God, we thank you. That tonight our decision has solidified what was written in your books. This is the moment that you have been waiting for. This is the a moment of our sealing our anointing, sealing our gift, sealing our faithfulness, sealing our loyalty, sealing the destiny of many people who are in the palm of our hands. Lives are connected to our decision. We seal it tonight. And Father, will not only move in the PD, but God, we desire to move the nations. God, we desire to move the nations. You have created us to move the nations. Come on, shackles are breaking. I hear them. I hear things popping. I hear things snapping. I hear the Lord cutting through. The Lord said... He's releasing the spirit of wisdom and revelation. He's releasing the spirit of empowerment. He's releasing the spirit of might. He said, you will walk with greater victory. You will walk with greater clarity. God is clearing the brain fall. He's clearing your minds. Hallelujah. And I saw a vision very quickly. I saw a band being pulled off of some of your heads. That band was the block. And I saw a crown being placed back on the top of your head where the band was. Psalm says that God crowned you with glory. And that glory to our spirit man is the mind of Christ. Thinking in line with the scriptures. Thinking in line with the spirit of God. Now I want you to just take this moment. Just, just two more minutes. And I want you to think in your mind and say, God, I'm letting this go. You need to let it go. Now, I can pray all I want to, but you got to think in your mind, God, I'm letting this go. This is done. This is finished. I'm done with this.
I'm coming to your plan. I'm coming to, now watch this. You may feel pressure. You want to know why? Because Jesus felt all the pressure of the world in the Garden of Gethsemane. Because the devil presented him with another option. He started to say, hey, I can choose my will. Father, is there another way? He sweat blood dealing with this demon. He sweat blood dealing with this spirit. Thinking that there was another way. 